After six months of exploration, a couple of attorneys and a couple of bad advice, our fund will move to a closed-ended model because when you have a open-ended fund, the level of calculation that you have to do is immense. Welcome to the Free From Wall Street podcast, where we share how we have done over $200 million in real estate deals to create, preserve, and pass on generational wealth without the roller coaster ride of the stock market. If you're ready to start investing with purpose, visit freefromwallstreet.com. But for now, let's dive into this episode. Welcome back to the Free From Wall Street podcast. My name is Stephen Libman. I am your host. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about what I have learned about open and closed ended funds. So historically, we have always funded deals on a deal by deal basis, which means we get a deal under contract. We go out to the investor pool. We let them know that we have a deal. We're excited about it. And then we are at a race to the closing table to make sure that we bring in enough investors and enough capital to close on the timeline. And that is called a syndication. We've done that for a long time. The majority of our deals in the past have been that way. And now we have moved to a fund structure. So the critical point is understanding the different types of funds that you can have. And I would say the biggest takeaway from this is making sure that you have the best legal counsel that will tell you if they are really good at this or if they don't have a ton of experience in this. And and here's why. So my intention when starting the fund was to have some differentiators in what you see on the market currently and what we were able to offer our clients. So first we said, hey, you know, what would be kind of cool, a closed or a open-ended fund versus a closed-ended fund. So a closed-ended fund allows you to raise capital within a certain window, and then you have to deploy that capital in another certain window, and then you return capital when you exit those projects. So it's a great product, but we heard that a friend of ours who runs a real estate investment trust had an open-ended fund. And I asked them, I said, well, what do you think is interesting about an open-ended fund versus closed? And he said, well, I just like the fact that we can continually redeploy capital from exits, meaning they would sell a $10 million building, they'd put that money back into the fund, and then they would just have the opportunity to continue to redeploy it. Versus when a closed-ended fund sells an asset, it distributes the proceeds. So if you get those proceeds and you want to redeploy it, then you just have to put it back into another new fund with that operator. So we said, well, maybe we can make it a little bit easier and do more of a set it and forget it type of thing for people that wanted a long term, longer term investment. And so that was number one. We, we thought we were really smart doing that. And then number two, you know, you have dividend reinvestment programs, which allows you to reinvest your dividend to exacerbate the return profile. And the closed-ended fund has a window in which you want to unwind the fund. Now, through the operating agreement, we can say, hey, we're not going to just sell projects because it's at the end of the fund time frame if it's not the most financially beneficial thing to do for the fund and for the investors. So there's some language in there to allow you basically to not have to sell assets during a recession. And you know, so those are the couple things that we are contemplating, and it was a little bit different than what other people had. And after six months of exploration and a couple of attorneys and a couple of pieces of bad advice, this is why other people don't do this. So our fund will move to a closed-ended model because when you have a open-ended fund, the level of calculation that you have to do is immense. So 
just think about this, and this is going to get super granular. So if you're not a fund manager or you're not investing into a fund or you don't care about the reasonings of why, it's okay to turn it off. But in terms of why this structure is going to be easier is because the open-ended fund is usually specified for a REIT structure. REIT structure has a lot of different benefits in terms of taxes, but a ton more requirements. So that's why Wall Street typically has REITs, and that's why you see 5 to 6% returns. They're much more costly to operate, and here's a couple of the reasons. So one, you have to do net asset valuations every single year to make sure that the new people that are investing in the fund are not benefiting off of the people that, that invested before. So let's say your fund was worth $100 million when you started, and next year it's worth $110 million. Well, the people that come in on that valuation have to pay for that valuation. They don't get the benefit of what you as the investor did in the past year in terms of repositioning those assets, but they are investing in them. So you have to put people on equal footing in a certain capacity. So how do you do that? You do net asset valuations and it affects the number uh, or the value of the share prices that they're purchasing. So that is labor intensive, right? You have to do net asset valuations, which would mean that you have to do appraisals every year to get those net asset valuations done. So that's costly and that's a cost to the fund. It's not like somebody, some third party is paying for it. The fund has to pay for it. And then you have very complex calculations that you have to do. Meaning when I'm making a distribution to my client and they decide to reinvest that dividend, that reinvestment, depending on what, let's say you invest a hundred grand on your, in year one. And then let's say in year two, so you get depreciation from year one, right? And you're getting dividends but you're reinvesting those dividends. Well, if those dividends get continually reinvested in year two when we're buying more assets, then that dividend calculation is based on a different calendar year, which means a new tax calculation has to be done based on the depreciation from things that have accrued that year. So you can see every year you have to do all of these crazy calculations and then you have to attribute new dividends that were reinvested as new shares that were being purchased with new tax benefits that are offsetting those. So it's extremely complicated and cost prohibitive, right? Because now you have a team of accountants that is doing all of these calculations, but on a monthly basis, every month we have hundreds of investors that are doing that. So that's cost prohibitive. And also, you know, just accounting wise, it's prohibitive. Now you're starting to learn what I've learned, which is why people don't do these open-ended funds. Here's the most complex calculation. If you come in in year one and you leave in year five, in year one, you get depreciation, which is fantastic, which is why we love to invest in real estate. In year five, you have some percentage of that that is going to be recaptured. And then another investor comes in in year five, and there has to be some way to balance out the tax benefit that first investor got to what the second investor got, which means filing forms with the IRS. It means talking to accountants. It means a lot of extra work. So every time somebody comes in and out, there's a whole new level of calculation that has to be done. So what we decided or what we found was that by doing this open-ended fund structure, although we thought we were doing something unique to the market, it was actually going to cost the investors more of their return than we were willing to give up for them because all of these fund expenses are going to eat away at the investor return. So, you know, we love offering great returns. 
if it's going to get eaten away by some of the operational costs of the fund, then as a fiduciary, we have to make the response. We have to make the responsible decision as to what is the best thing to do for the investor. So, it gives us a little bit less unique ability of what we initially contemplated. But the reason that nobody else has initially contemplated these things. It's because it's extremely cost prohibitive and it's extremely time consuming. So open-ended fund versus closed-ended fund. Now we understand why most people do closed-ended fund. 90% of funds are closed-ended. The ones that aren't typically tend to be REITs. And it's because operationally much more, much more in depth. So the good news is we figured out the foundation before we built the product. The bad news is, is that there are plenty of attorneys out there that will tell you or write the paperwork the way that you tell them that you're contemplating it without any operational expertise whatsoever. So when you have a third-party advisor come in that's running fund management or is a third-party administrator and they're looking through your docs and they're saying, hey, this doesn't make a lot of sense. The question becomes, why didn't the attorney point that out to us? And the truth of the matter is, is that attorneys tend to do whatever you tell them to do. If you want a blue suit, they'll turn on the blue light. So whatever you tell them you want in your private placement memorandum, they will go ahead and do. They're not contemplating the effect to the investor, the effect to the sponsor, the cost to the fund, and operationally how in-depth it is. So anyway, open-ended versus closed-ended funds, we're learning a ton. Stay tuned. Also, keep an eye out. We're changing the name of the podcast to Investing with Purpose over the next couple of weeks. I hope you continue to tune in. The content will be the same. We're also going to be starting to invite some other entrepreneurs on to talk about their purpose in terms of how they're investing and how they're making an impact in the world in a positive way through their businesses. So we're really excited for that. Keep an ear out for that. Thanks, guys. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Free From Wall Street podcast. If you like what you hear, leave us a rating and review and let us know what you think. 